Greetings. Welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. On today's show, Father Isaiah and I discuss the often misunderstood and sometimes undervalued solemnity of the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Some of the topics we get into are what's original sin. I give what is, I think, one of the best analogies uh, that I uh, can come up with, with how indeed the salvation of Christ works in the life of Mary, and then discuss the power of Mary and her yes to the angel and how it uh, goes all the way back to the very beginning of the story of creation. So I I hope as we're celebrating this Advent season that you're being able to uh, not only get a sense of the expectation of Christmas coming, but that you're preparing your heart to receive the Lord. The Lord wants to be born afresh in your heart come Christmas, and that only happens if today you're opening your heart, preparing your lives to receive the Lord at Christmas. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly. I'm Father Isaiah. That's Father Michael. Let's do this. I'm excited. We're into Advent Happy now. Advent. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. So, uh, so here we are. And, and, and the thing about, they love about Advent is it's... I mean, just in terms of the different traditions, I know, the yeah. music is great. Yeah, so it's beautiful. already unlike Lent. Well, Lent, each season is great. Right. Lent definitely has that penitential, yeah, you know, the kind of the feel. darkness. The, about yeah, the dark. Yeah, Advent is all about expectation yeah. mm-hmm. and hope. And certainly, there's like even as a house, we, we have certain things for fasting. You know, exactly, in terms yeah. of mm-hmm. uh, reading at table, giving up sweets, and things like that, which are you know. But the whole point of doing that is to kind of sharpen the edge right. of anticipation yeah. for the feast. And so along with the kind of fasting, there's this kind of joyful spirit of kind of like, you know, you're setting up the Christmas tree yeah, as we exactly, go. I mean, yeah. this is obviously where, as yeah. we get into the month and into the into yeah. the Advent season, but it's it ha- there's a kind of a, a joyful, hopeful spirit right. of preparation that mm-hmm. infuses this whole season. I think for that reason, I think some of the my favorite hymns yeah. and psalms and psalmody comes out at this time of year. I don't know how you feel about that. What I would actually love about Advent too is that, about that hopeful expectation, but also it it honestly puts me in kind of a, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but like in a Marian kind of mood because oh, like yeah. you, you, you're sitting right next to her, right? And just kind of like, okay, you're at month nine. And exactly. All right. Okay. No, that's, just... a, that's a great point. <laughs> We've got a couple of parishioners who've, who are, you know, uh, very pregnant, shall I say? Let's say, and, yeah. And it's just interesting to, t- to you know, it's every week, you know, you give a little blessing. You, how's it going? Exactly, are you healthy? Yeah. You're how's your back? How are your exactly, ankles? Exactly, and that, yeah. you know, and, and, and the guys are always like, yeah, we're good. We've got my go bag ready. Exactly. You know? It's so funny. <laughs> it's it's like, I remember one of the dads, yeah. like we were just talking about, it's yeah. like he's telling me about everything he knows about like cradles. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> He's suddenly become an expert <laughs> on strollers yeah. and all this stuff. It's great. <laughs> He's become a maven. He just, just you know, you know, a year and a half before, not on his radar at all. Yeah. And all Quinn, of a sudden, the last thing he would months, care. Exactly. Now all of a sudden, he's married. Thing, yeah. He's got a kid on the way. Not exactly. So it's that time, that time of expectation, just like like that couple that's waiting for a new life. They're they're carving out room in the yeah. apartments, uh, the, yeah. the crib, and so forth. And yeah. and they're adjusting, and and you know, it's kind of penitential because they're adjusting and they're new new dynamics. But it's towards a you know that greater hopeful hope filled goal. Right? New life, new yeah. life is on the way. I, and as you say, there's these kind of p- 
killer Marian feast that yeah. happened here. I know we've we talked about the consecration, so uh, consecration day is. Is coming, is coming up. up. It's yeah. coming up. That's Saturday. right. It's Saturday, exactly. Yeah. So that, that that consecration for uh, Louis de Montfort, total consecration that we began yeah, in exactly. November, yeah. coming full circle. And I mean, it's been now we're on week four. By this time, week four, I I and I, I don't know. I don't know. Did you were you able to? Uh, I'm going to call you out. Are you were you able to, to do the, uh, the the podcasting? Uh, total consecration. I'm actually aiming on it on a different day. Actually, oh, you're going for a different so, day. Okay, mm-hmm, I'm going a different day. So, okay, yeah, okay. So, so when would do? Do you have a? Do you have something in mind? Well, I mean, usually I aim for annunciation. Actually, oh, gotcha. So, that yeah, makes so sense. I'm yeah, totally, yeah. I'm yeah, on board, but I'm just you're like, on board. Yeah, so I'm you're on so so I'm I'm down yeah. the home stretch here. Yeah, very and cool. And I'm actually finding it very um, stimulating to do. The uh, ro- I think it's Rosary Army or Army Rosary, whatever right, it is. I, I've yeah. been going through as you go then different days. What I find interesting is it's kind of like, uh, you know, the voices are just, they're not professional voices reading no. it. Uh-huh. But there's a quality when someone else is reading something that opens your mind to reflect if then if you're just kind of mm-hmm. reading by yourself. So there's a, a different tonal quality. But the thing I like is there's a bunch of litanies. Yeah, and so when you're doing a litany by yourself, I don't know. A litany loses a little luster. Yeah, when definitely. You're, when you're when you're doing yeah. it on your own. Yeah, and like if, <laughs> you know, if Holy it's in Mother public Mark, with a pray for us, Holy Mother God, pray yeah, for us, yeah. Holy Spirit, God, Tyre of Ivy, pray for us. So, yeah. But if you're if you're if you're listening along with you it, you lock in, man. You lock in because yeah, they'll do the rhythmic. first part, and then you re- the way it has it is there's one person that that names uh, the first part of the yeah, call. Yeah, the title or whatever, yeah. And then two other people, the two other narrators, That's they right. respond. So you kind of, you get the synergy. You've got four voices mm-hmm. rolling, your own, right. along with the, the three. And these that other are, three, yeah. Yeah, on, on this yeah. kind of little podcast we found from 2006. If you have no idea what we're talking about at this point, <laughs> do refer back to uh, the November 5th uh, podcast that we did about total consecration exactly. to our Blessed Virgin Mary, because it is coming Saturday, which... Uh, perhaps uh, is the should be well, let's let's just focus in on on the rest of this podcast on that that great feast of the Immaculate Conception. This, yeah, the uh, solemnity the of the solemnity. Immaculate Conception, the Always patronage, Holy Day of Obligation, liturgically, Always. and and continues to be that uh, this year uh, for Saturday. We've got uh, masses uh, on Friday for the vigil at five thirty. Mm-hmm. And 7.30, and then the 8 a.m. masses, exactly. as per usual. Just to be clear, I just say this because the diocese has put this out in, I've seen it like four different forms. So I, for some reason, they're <laughs> really concerned about this. But the 5.30 mass on December 8th is not a feast no, of the conception. Count. It doesn't count. So it's not yeah. a, I was thinking we get a twofer Twofer, yeah. <laughs> they say no twofer. So. No twofer. So we've got three masses that, that would um, uh, be, uh, in a sense, satisfactory or at least would, would connect with that invitation to the Holy Day of Obligation, the 5.30, 7.30 on Friday evening, the 7th, and then the 8 o'clock. And hopefully we'll have a big, day uh, big, big church yeah. celebration on, on the solemnity. We'll see how... We'll see how who who comes, but you're certainly in, invited if you're listening to this uh, uh, before <laughs> before before the eighth. But the Immaculate Conception, yeah. misunderstood. You want to do the top seven? Let's do the top seven. Let's do the top seven. We we were doing the, we did the top ten last week and about Saint Andrew. About yeah. Saint Andrew. Saint Andrew. Oh boy, here boy, he comes with this. Did I? Did I? I, I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't heard know about if it's the an accent. Irish brogue oh, or come a on. Scottish something. Come on, something. just let me go. Let me go Field with my fake accent. and all this other stuff. Oh <laughs> right. dear. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's good memory from last week. <laughs> <laughs> you're calling me. You're calling me the callback. Um, so number one, the first thing I think to say about the Immaculate Conception is that it's not Jesus's conception. Yeah, I had someone say, yeah, you know, like, big. you know, the Immaculate Conception. If he's conceived on the eighth and he's born on the twenty fifth, like, don't you Catholics know basic biology? 
that's three weeks, not nine months. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, we're talking. That should give you. That should give you a clue. If if you think exactly yeah. <laughs> the fact that if Jesus is conceived on December eighth, he's either well, he's <laughs> he's either you know. Uh, uh, for four months overdue, or or, or the whole eight year. months uh, premature. Exactly. So, so no. So it's uh, not no. the same thing. <laughs> so it's actually Mary's exactly. conception. So it's exactly. different than the virgin birth, yeah. which I think can be cause a little bit of confusion for yeah. folks. I know just because I've always had a connection to this uh, solemnity, this feast of the Immaculate Conception. That that in going to a Protestant evangelical high school, that was probably one of the one of the bigger misconceptions yeah, and not understanding. Um, although I actually, one person says, Oh, I, we believe in that. And I think, well, I think you're believing in the virgin birth. Not I, I should have <laughs> like, yeah. cause I, the confusion, but, but in fact, it's, it's the idea that at the very moment of her conception, mm-hmm. Mary is preserved from all stain of sin, from all gravity towards sin that comes from, our origins, the so-called original sin yeah. that, that's given to us. And uh, so that leads to question number two, or the, the, the second point yeah. is, what the heck is original sin? <laughs> yeah. And why is Mary preserved from it? Yeah. And, and I always put, whenever we have, um, especially doctrines that are can be confusing, or at mm-hmm. least lots of misapprehension or misconception about it, I always ask the question, What's at stake? Like, yeah. why does this mm-hmm. matter? Yeah. Because sometimes we can, even those of us who certainly are faithful Catholics, can perhaps uh, focus on the fact that the church believes it, mm-hmm. and therefore it's true, which are a wonderful thing to have that sense yeah. of uh, obedience and docility to, to our tradition, but not go a little bit deeper and say, okay, what's really... Yeah at stake like well what what's crucial to this yeah. doctrine and the the cruciality of this doctrine really comes uh in that sense of who christ is yeah. that everything we say about mary we say really only to the extent that it impacts the incarnation right that jesus christ mm-hmm. is fully god the person yeah. of the word of god the son of god 100 percent divine mm-hmm. but then also 100 percent human a full yeah. human nature without any diminishment of that and for Mary then to um, be the person through whom the entirety of Jesus's human nature and human flesh comes from Mary like yeah. his DNA is Mary's yeah, DNA exactly. his blood is exactly Mary. just yeah, just yeah. Uh, in biologically yeah. speaking she is she all the material comes from her right. <laughs> so to speak and so therefore that she can't have any sense of of sin or diminishment or lack in her life in terms of both spiritual, but even in, in, a, in a sense of how the spiritual and material interact from our origins. Uh, otherwise, God would have been diminished. In other words, right. God, by definition, can't sin because sin is just simply a lack of God, yeah. a lack of love. It's, yeah. it's an absence of something. Sin is yeah. not a thing, right? So it's like the shadow that is cast, that the object casts. It's mm-hmm. not something that is. It's an absence of something that should be there, right. but it's not. Well, if Mary had any stain of sin, that would mean that Jesus could be 100% human, but he couldn't be 100% God Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the aspect to which her sin would have been cast a shadow on the divinity of Christ, he'd be less than God. So why is Mary immaculately conceived? Because we believe Jesus is 100% divine. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's what's at stake. Mm-hmm. And so and so saying that then we do a little reverse engineering, which is always right. my favorite thing to do. You start with the truth, what's at stake? The incarnation, 
our yeah. salvation, <laughs> what wasn't right. assumed is not redeemed, right. and what is, and only God can redeem. So it's got to be fully God. And you work back in what then must be the case right. in order for this to happen. Well, Mary herself has to be free from not only any personal sin mm-hmm. in her life, especially at that moment of the conception of, of of Jesus in her own life, but that her whole attitude and openness to God can't have any stain of shadow of sin yeah. in it as as well. So that's really what's at stake, which leads to the number. Th- Three problem is that, well, does that mean that Jesus is not her savior? Does that mean that somehow Mary had to, was kind of saved by God generally, or was somehow uh, her her great virtue or her own merits were the source of that uh, preservation from sin. So we're talking about time. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of both a time and a kind of causality Kind okay. of problem. So you got the yeah. time aspect, <laughs> yeah. but then even in causality, and we believe, and this is once again, this goes back to what's at stake. Jesus Christ saves everyone, including yeah. Mary. Yeah. So Mary needs a savior every right. bit as much as you or I, right? Right. And exactly. the way the, the the image I like to give for this is um, about let, uh, using kind of um, an idea of, of illness, of sickness. Mm-hmm. So let's say. By way of example, there you know, there's this great outbreak of a virus of some mm-hmm. sort, right? And you know, people are, are dying, and it's it's certainly this huge kind of catastrophe and tragedy. And then there's someone who is able to, in a almost miraculous way, come up with a kind of cure for it, right? Yeah. And he goes around and he gives the cure, and all of a sudden, you know, there's health and wholeness and healing. Right, and that exactly. person is, if you will, a kind of savior, if you will, right? right? Mm-hmm. Relative in this analogy to that disease, he's a savior. Mm-hmm. But then not only does this um, this doctor not only develop a cure to cure everyone right. who had been affected by the disease, but what if then he creates, if you will, a vaccine? Right. That is able to, when given to a prospective patient, someone who doesn't have the disease but yeah. but would be prone to like it. Like a flu be, shot. Yeah, like exactly. Give it to them. It would keep them. It would preserve them from getting the illness, uh. and he would equally be their savior. So you're saying that we who have gone after Jesus received the medicine. Baptism. <laughs> exactly. Baptism. <laughs> we've, we've been baptized, so we've been yeah. uh, freed from that original yeah. stain of sin and been yeah. given the sanctifying grace yeah. of God. So that's, yeah. if you will, the, the cure, if you the will. The cure, yeah. But for Mary... But she received the vaccine. Vaccine. The vaccine. So, yeah. I, so, so if you if you think of the immaculate the conception, conception as the moment of vaccination that that wow. Mary never was yeah. contracted that original sin, but was saved and prevented from doing that, if you will. And of course, yeah. the analogy doesn't work in every way. I'm well aware the vaccines are a little bit of the disease. But <laughs> that, that, that aside, every <laughs> analogy breaks down eventually. <laughs> I, mean, I just I know I'm going to hear responses. Is it Michael, Father Michael said it was back. No, but but you get the point that they, yeah. that she's prevented. Yeah, from 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 doing. Well, we that. call it prevenient grace. Yes, prevenient grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to come before, um, and so that's the that, that I think that analogy helps with the kind of logical uh, kind of causality that yeah. you can cause something to happen even if it doesn't happen by by or even if they don't have that condition simply by uh, creating the opportunity the context in which the the fall or the or the, or right. the sin just doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean you're not. <clears throat> A savior. I mean, another analogy sometimes I use if you're walking through the jungle and you you help, you know, the, the people before you fall in a pitfall, right? And so, what do you do? Well, you 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 help them out. You pull them out of the pull them out of the out of, out, of, yeah. out, of, out of the out of the hole there. Well, what if as your group is going, you give someone a hand and literally help them across the pitfall so they such that they don't fall in? Well, you're equally a savior for the person who's actually fallen in and the person that you kind of helped across right. the pitfall. Whether they fall in it or not, 
you know, by the, 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 the person who's the savior, the person who has the strength to help guide through that is equally a savior either way. So yeah. Mary needed Jesus 100%. And causally, there's no reason why, in a sense, Jesus couldn't save her from a causality standpoint. Yeah. But then you do get the time problem. This is where, as Dominicans, uh, even Thomas Aquinas right. uh, wondered about how that could necessarily work. And in here, he kind of had um, not the full biology biological reality that we know that happens with sperm and egg and so forth yeah. and, and that moment of conception. But the time problem, I, I, to me, it's never really been a problem because, <laughs> because I, I ask myself, how can we pray for something? Like right now, we, we could pray for something that's already happened, Yeah. right? Right now, we, we could pray and not knowing the result, does that mean that our prayers for something that historically has already taken place because there's, you know, we're praying for something, let's say, on the East Coast that's already yeah. happened, and, yeah. and I just learned about it, and so I prayed for it. Does that mean yeah. that that prayer is like wasted? No. No. It's just too. No, exactly. Yeah. It means God is outside of time, Therefore. and so he can intervene. Certainly, we, and I think we, we, I think we understand very easily God can intervene in the future, right? Yeah. And so why can't God equally, since he's out of time to time, just roll the time for us time is linear but to god it's it's one yeah. flat yeah. <laughs> reality that he can intersect at any point along the line yeah. so why can't he in a sense know and see the reality of christ's crucifixion and his saving act and apply those graces even before anywhere, christ, he, wants. anywhere he wants all yeah. along if you will what to us yeah. is is the kind of a, the, the ever expanding timeline future wise there's right. nothing there's no reason in principle why god couldn't use those graces, at least in my mind, to, to, to be able to, to run the tape back because he's, because he's God yeah. <laughs> and because he, he can intervene at any time. So the time, yeah. the time I married, the Immaculate Conception doesn't vitiate the fact that she needed a Savior, needs a Savior, is mm -hmm. saved by Christ, and that God, since God is outside of time and the eternal now, can apply whatever graces he wills yeah. to any point in time. So even Adam and Eve, who said, well, uh, you know, before exactly. Christ, they were our very first parents, are saved by Christ, yeah. right? In that sense of um, the temporality problem doesn't doesn't necessarily apply, which leads us to, I think, number four, yeah. and how to understand Mary uh, in her role as being immaculately conceived. One of my favorite images is how she is uh, what's called by many church fathers and early church writers, the new Eve. Right, yeah. It's a very beautiful, and, and, mm -hmm. and here's the kind of, um, kind of setup. So we've got kind of, the original the the original team adam mm -hmm. and eve right yeah. so in mm -hmm. creation in the garden yeah and what do you have you have god um creating a context where you've got the garden you've got kind of the mission you've got adam and eve and so you have this if you will um appearance of an angel of light yeah to a woman who then begins to tempt that woman to disobey God and to not trust God. So we think mm. Satan in the, yeah. in the, yeah. so mm -hmm. the, the, the Lucifer, other names, not named there in Genesis, but, but by association, the angel of light, Lucifer, the light, yeah, bearer, light bearer, comes and tempts Eve to take the forbidden fruit. Yeah. And then what does Eve do? She reaches out, stretch out, she grasps it, and then she gives it to Adam. Right. And then Adam, because it's Adam's sin, that in a sense infects the whole world. So what do right. you have? You have an, you have the angel of light uh -huh. who subverts Eve's will. She says no to God, yeah. yes to herself, mm -hmm. then passes that to Adam 
who then, once Adam follows in Eve's wake, infects, as it, else. infects everyone else. So yeah. uh, Eve, Adam and Eve meant to have this complementary relationship, each supporting each other, each uh, mutually um, helpmates for each other. Mm-hmm. And when she gives it to Adam, he doesn't defend her against Lucifer. She doesn't help him in giving him the forbidden fruit. And through Adam, then all of the world and the rest of humanity infected. Mm-hmm. So the church fathers look and see, wow, so you go from angel of light, woman, Eve, which means mother of all the mother living, that's yeah. that's mm-hmm. what the word, the name Eve means, to Adam, which means yeah. of, of the earth, right, mm-hmm. Adam, and then all of humanity, right. all of, all that, that walk on the earth are, um, are somehow infected or, or kind of have that sense of, a, as St. Paul says, that, that stain of sin. Mm-hmm. So now, what yeah. does Christ do? He reverses Christ that process, and there's a kind of mirroring that gets going on here in the Immaculate Conception. You have an angel Gabriel yeah. <laughs> appearing yeah. to Mary, mm-hmm. yeah. telling her her vocation, her role, right. and it's her obedience and her trust of God, and she's able to say yes to God, where right. Eve says no. And then what does Mary do? That yes makes it so that God is literally incarnate in her womb and through Christ then yeah. all of the world gets, if you will, the exactly. cure, the cure. <laughs> to yeah. that disease, to that infection. Yeah. So you've got angel, the woman, <laughs> and then to the man. To the man, right? And then angel. And then, and then the whole world. Yeah. So there's this kind there's this kind of engineering, there's this process of uh, of a chainal causality that, that God uses in terms of of, of how he works or how he's chosen. I mean, God could have done this obviously anyway, yeah. but in just looking at what we believe did happen. And so you, Christ is called, St. Paul calls him the new Adam. Exactly. Yeah. And so if he's the new Adam, Mary must be the new Eve, the new, the Eve. new mother of the living. Exactly. So yeah. she's, whereas is as, as um, Mary is the mother of all the living, or I'm sorry, Eve is the mother of all the living. Mary is the mother of all the redeemed. Right. Because, mm-hmm. Christ is yeah. now that new Adam, whereas Adam was the father of all creation. Yeah. He is the redeemer of all creation. Yeah. Of all mm-hmm. creation in that right. way. So this great, right. this wonderful parallel on the mm-hmm. immaculate conception of of Mary as as the new Eve, the one who reverses that sense of disobedience and so forth. And in some ways, this is, and I'm glad you're doing uh, the your total consecration on the day of Annunciation. Or you mm-hmm. have that because this, when we think of that Annunciation and Mary uh, being um, open to God to say yes to God. It wasn't just that, we, that so much is put on that moment. Right. Uh, and, and before I've, I've even did the, um, that, that beautiful prayer that's associated, uh, that office of readings with right. Mary in the, mm-hmm. in the Annunciation. Oh, Mary, like oh yeah. With cre- the St. Bernard. Yeah. And, all yeah. creations waiting for Mary's. Yes. yes. Yeah. But before that, there are these moments of preparation that make that moment possible. Right. Right. There's the, if you put it by this way, there's the, like with Christmas, there's the big party of Christmas, mm-hmm. but in order to prepare for it, there's a lot of work that goes yeah. into that. You know, you think of, you think of, you know, Thanksgiving several weeks ago, there's the, the big dinner you create, but there's, right. there's so much time and energy goes into it. Well, the sign up, the shining, exactly. the, the shopping, the, 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 the cleanup. Exactly. Yeah. The whole preparation. Yeah. Well, seen in this way, the Immaculate Conception is, if you will, that spiritual preparation that's, essential towards that moment of annunciation. Yeah. So this moment of the angel coming to Mary is prepared for by the Immaculate Conception. Without the Immaculate Conception, 
you don't have the enunciation. Yeah. No enunciation, no incarnation, mm-hmm. no incarnation, no salvation. No salvation. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so malconception, even though it's perhaps misunderstood, not well known, it's essential. It's, it's right. It's crucial. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, right it's if you will, the first, the first glimpse of of our salvation coming uh, to birth. Which, uh, in some sense, uh, if you look at it. It doesn't take, and this is this maybe maybe uh, I don't know where if, uh, point number six or, <laughs> or top five. We, we're losing our top our yeah. top our I top think this seven. Is five. This is five. Okay, so top five. What 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 strikes me about that moment is Mary transforms the world, and all it took was yes mm-hmm. to God. Like she didn't like start a movement. She didn't no. like go out and make a difference. She didn't like, you know, yeah. she didn't have like the five-year plan for transforming the no. world. Like she no. did like there weren't any, any broad plans or, no. you know, maybe yeah. we, 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 I don't know, maybe it's just being in this no neck of the world. No or, mission statement, no yeah. vision statement, you know, yeah. no Silicon Valley startup, you know. Exactly. Like, you know, they talk about, you know, the efficiency of technology and things like that. There was no broad, she just simply said yes to God. Yeah. And how powerful, how powerful Simply saying yes to God yeah. is that's what always resonates to me. She's just she's you know fourteen year old girl or fifteen you know teenager yeah. who says yes to God, and God chooses to use her to transform the world. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> exactly? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I to to me it just the 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 power of God working through even our you know even the lack of our our strength or just a yeah. little our meagerness we talked about when we talk about yeah talking about Andrew how you know his kind of practicality and kind of common sense yeah. kind of uh, uh, if you will prayer life that he inspires by those actions we see him being an agent for for, for change where he's kind of behind the scenes but that's all it takes is saying yes to God so for right. me the immaculate conception resonates with that sense that it's that preparation to do something very simple but Saying yes to God is, even though it sounds simple, is like the hardest thing we do. I mean, Adam and Eve and that whole story show right. us how hard <laughs> saying yeah. yes to God is, right? It's, it's yeah. the most difficult thing we can do. It's some ways the most simple thing. It doesn't take a lot of effort, but, right. it's, but, it, but it, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of uh, knowledge or, or perhaps um, erudition or like yeah. book learning. You know, it doesn't, it, it, but it's, it's simple in a way, but it's, yeah. it's so difficult. Well, she so said powerful. yes, but also did yes. Right? That's true. So, That's true yeah. as well. Yeah, she yeah. did yes. She had to, she actually yeah. had to go through it too. So it's mm-hmm. not as if she said yes and could have went back to the couch and ate bonbons, right? right. So at least she, <laughs> she, had to, she had to live the yes. You're yeah, right. Yeah, she lived her, yeah, but, her fiat. Yeah, yeah. But, but that that fiat just always comes back in the simplicity and yet the power of mm-hmm. that simplicity uh, to me. And then and then finally, the, the patronage to the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. There are certainly uh, different religious groups that see this as their kind of formative uh, sort of 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 moments um, in, in their life too. So just just a, a beautiful feast, a misunderstood feast in some ways, but the beginning, kind of the beginning of everything. Right. And uh, of course, uh, going back to our first thing about the mass times, I yeah. mean, it's the patron, uh, the Immaculate Conception is mm-hmm. the patron patroness of the Church of the United States. So which why in D.C. and uh, many institutions in Washington D.C. is under the Patroness of the of the Immaculate Conception as well. Oh yeah, so the Basilica there, right mm-hmm. across the street from yeah. the Dominican House of yeah. Studies, is the Basilica of the Immaculate, Immaculate Conception. Conception. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Immaculate Mary's Conception. house. Yeah. Mary's house. Yeah, it's Mary's house, which along with with Guadalupe is is one of the one of the the, the pillars of of this ex- time of expectation. Yeah, exactly. For, for sure. No, beautiful feast in every way, and and, and uh, yeah, in, in terms of getting um, our mind and heart around this beautiful Advent season. Yeah. Mary's a wonderful model for that. S- simply that saying yes 
uh, to Christ, that sense of expectation she had, and knowing that just as Mary was preserved from all stain of sin, that our yes can be, in a sense, that cure to the ways in which that disease, I call it the disease of me, right? The disease of me. <laughs> the disease yeah. of me, which is that, which is the, the effects of original sin, that disease of me, over, helps us to overcome the disease of me, that yes to God. Yeah. So, blessed Advent, Father Michael. Yes, and, for, and, for, for sure. And, and anticipating Saturday, Saturday's total consecration, as, 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 as is the case. And here we are. So again, the mass times are going to be on December 7th, um, Friday uh, at 5.30 and 7.30 and at 8 o'clock in the morning on the feast itself. So if you want to um, support St. Dominic's Weekly, of course, rate and review and share any episode with all your friends and family. And may all that you do during this Advent season truly radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen.